Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. morning for you. Not great for me. I hope you got there safely. Holy smokes, a little icy on the roads there. <laughs> but a big Oilers win, and that always makes things a little bit better in the capital region, doesn't it? This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott and the host chair, Kellen Kennedy. Coming in a couple hours early and, and filling in on the other side of the glass with a great song suggestion as the roads had not improved by the time that Kellen was on his way into the 630 Chet Studios today. So don't worry, you're still going to hear from Bob uh, not even too far down the road from now, about uh, 15 minutes or so down the pipe on Oilers Now. And uh, that is because the team is flying t- later this afternoon to Seattle for tomorrow's game. Uh, usually it's more than a one-game roadie, but I guess with the implementation of, uh, you know, hey, what's that, a, an hour and a half long flight, if that's So down to Seattle, they go tomorrow and try to keep things rolling. 16-5 and five through now 21 games on this season. And let me tell you, I didn't think it was pretty last night, and I don't think anybody would try and tell you otherwise, certainly through the first 40 minutes of that game against Pittsburgh. But, but... It's in the win column now, isn't it? The only thing that I will give you 100% permission to complain about is if, (laughs) is if you threw your hat onto the ice for the mythical hat trick goal that was then whisked away from you and Zach Hyman. And really, it just started to seem like it was never going to happen for Hyman, who is still sitting, by the way, uh, he has not had uh, an NHL hat trick. To this point in his career so last night it was all but written for him and then it just could not come to fruition uh, we'll get to that in a second here as we jump into the audio vault but a uh, pretty humorous play at the end of the game is Evan Rodriguez as McDavid was 
trying ever so desperately to get that puck across to Hyman, just blanketed Hyman on a two-on-one empty net play, and Connor basically had to put it in to, to seal the game, to seal the 5-2 victory. You know it was with a lot of chagrin that he did that, but, uh, I mean, Connor had four points, and yet last night still sort of felt like Zach Hyman's night. So we'll talk about what he means to this team, uh, which has already been established so firmly in the early part of this season. Again, I say, if you lost your hat and all that stuff, just think of it this way, okay? It's Christmas time. They will, in all likelihood, be donated to a, a charity that will distribute them as a Christmas gift, so you've done a little bit of paying it forward already, and uh, you might not even have known you were doing it at the time. So there's your positive lens through which to look at that, and uh, more reason for positivity. I can understand if they had lost last night why that would have been even more frustrating for you, but uh, you lose a hat, you win the game. It is what it is. The team is now 9-1 and one at home. That is today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And that's the top story because after this trip down to Seattle tomorrow, they're back home for like six more in a row. So as long as home cooking keeps treating this team well and they keep feeding off of you, the loyal Oilers fanatics and the fan base that just rattles the walls and the ceiling of Rogers place, particularly when Sidney Crosby and the Penguins are in town. But nevertheless, I expect the same when Los Angeles is here on Sunday. And then as this team continues trying to bank points moving forward, Miko Koskinen, the third star of the game, you know, the, the one thing that maybe seems to be separating this team from legitimacy in the eyes of people outside this market. You know, I listened to some uh, American stuff on the way into work this morning, and everybody still wants to write off the Oilers as not being there yet because of the goaltending situation. McCoskinen held them in yet another game last night against, no, Pittsburgh is not a playoff team in the standings right now, but they are a perennial playoff team with Sidney Crosby, and they outplayed Edmonton. Miko Koskinen held the team in the game until the offense could do what they do best, and that is steal another one. So, uh, you know, I don't think that it's been the best hockey played whatsoever, uh, and so I understand where they're coming from in that, but don't hang that on the goaltending. The goaltending was solid last night. So you got thoughts on this? You can share them at 780-496-0063. We'll have some time after the 1.30 news today uh, to dig in a little bit deeper to your thoughts and maybe even open up the phone lines at that point as well. But 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Uh, that same number is the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. Remember, we're in December now, and the River Cree is open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances to win. Plus, enjoy the daily $5.99 breakfast special at Tap 25. Now starts at 8 a.m. at the River Cree. Details, rivercreeresort.com. So a 5-2 victory last night on home ice. It was the superstars shining, and a player who I don't know how you can have the utmost respect for in terms of his game, in terms of how uh, 
you know, he's able to execute everything that he does. You know, Kellen, I'm looking at this right here, and I think I made the recap, and I have it sitting on my desktop computer. Oh. I don't have it in my folder ready to play here. So. Did you need one? Well, I, I, I'd like to play it for the people. I took the time this morning. I, I made it together. Do you want I'll stall here. I'll talk for a couple more minutes. Can you run and plunk it in, in my folder? Because I have one on my side that I can play, too, if you want. You know what? Let's let it rip. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Three and a half minutes or so? That's how it sounded last night in the Oilers Radio Network. We are ready. The Edmonton Oilers hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Go. Put the puck in behind the Oiler net. Zucker over to the right wing corner. Zucker out to Carter. His shot and the save made by Koskinen. It's Jeff Carter with a quick shot. Good stop by Koskinen. Gensel in the right wing corner. He's got points in 10 straight games. It's poked away from him by McDavid up to Hyman. He'll skate down the left wing. Into the Penguin zone. Cuts across the middle. Here's Hyman. He'll shoot. Scores! Zach Hyman goes upstairs! Crosby wins the draw. Marino gets passive from one-timer. Gensel scores! Jake Gensel absolutely wired that one-timer right upstairs on Koskin in this game. is tied at one. Rodriguez got it in behind the Oiler net on the left wing to Crosby. Over to Latang. Nice save by Koskinen. Wow, that was a quick shot. Oilers come out two on one. Here is McDavid. He's got Hyman pass to Hyman. Scores! Zach Hyman puts it home on the two on one. Through to Nugent Hopkins. Now Nugent Hopkins to McDavid on the left. To the blue line for Barry. Walks to the middle. To Dreisaitl, a one-timer. And that one goes off a Jari and out of play. Oh, it was from a sharp angle, but Dreisaitl got all of it. Gensel will get it out to center. Here is Rodriguez. Pass across. Shot scores. Teddy Bluger got the pass in front of the net, and he goes upstairs on Koskinen just one minute into the second period. To the blue line to Latang on the right. Crosby, one-timer save made by Koskinen. As Crosby stick snapped in half, but he still got it on the net. As Nugent Hopkins breaks things up, he's going to feed Hyman. He's got a breakaway. Hyman shot. Save made by Jari as he tried to squeeze it five-hole. To Drysaddle into the Penguin zone through the middle. That's poked away. Following it up, though. Here's Yamamoto. The shot and the save by Jari. Good chance there for Kyler Yamamoto. Close to the right wing corner. We're tied at two. We're in the third. To McDavid. Back to the left wing point. Russell waiting. Drops it to Barry. He'll shoot. Scores! Barry let it go. It got tipped in front of the net. And the Oilers are up. 3-2. He's going to get it out. He'll give it to McDavid. He's got Bouchard with him. Two on one. McDavid to Bouchard. Scores! Evan Bouchard has put the Oilers up. Gensel kept it in to Rodriguez, now to Crosby, pass to Gensel, the shot save made by Koskinen, got it with a right pad, that was a good stop. Carter back to the blue line, to Latang. has it left point, 2.20 to go in the third, Oilers up 4-2, Latang loses it, Bouchard to Pugliarvi, he'll get it out to Hyman, now to McDavid, he's got the breakaway, the empty net, he scores! Connor McDavid gets the empty netter! Everybody's standing now at Rogers' place, as they should. Time running out. The Oilers will improve to 
16 and 5 on the year. They're 9 and 1 here at home, and they have won five of their last six. 5 to the final as Edmonton defeats the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, if I told you they had seven shots on goal through the first 32 minutes of action, you might not believe me when I told you that the game finished up 5-2 to two in favor of the Oilers. But perhaps those kinds of games are the difference between first place in the division and second or third or a wildcard spot. This is what's going to be the next phase of growth for this team. And seeing where the end of the season standings you know, are, are going to shake down as a result of them coming out on top of these games in which they're down four regular defensemen and a starting goaltender. And then you win. And you win over Sidney Crosby's team, which is obviously no... Like, I don't know if you think that I'm playing this up a lot. I, I get the sense that it is big news when those two go head-to-head. NHL on TNT had the game last night. They were in the house. You know, they were trying to get Connor McDavid into prime time there. So it's, you know, it's a time to showcase a team that is still being able to showcase very strong elements of its game despite having some glaring, glaring holes on the roster right now through no real fault of its own. Darnell Nurse did skate today at the optional skate, as did Devin Shore, but I can confirm to you that none of the defensemen currently sidelined will be in the lineup tomorrow night against Seattle. So likely Marcus Niemelainen's second NHL game. Uh, Philip Broberg will get another look. Didn't play as much uh, Philip Broberg last night as we had seen. His skating is very very prevalent when he's on the ice. Uh, I think that we've talked quite a bit about that, but for such a big body I mean he navigates it well. I think he and Niemelainen were really just trying to play it safe out there get on get the puck off the glass and then get off and and let the two experienced defensemen play and play they did Chris Russell and Tyson Berry each logging over 26 and a half minutes of ice time wow and they got it done. And I asked Chris Russell after the game, how are your legs feeling? And he kind of smiled. And You know, you do what you have to do to win these games because the points matter now. The points matter now. Here's head coach Dave Tippett's assessment of the 5-2 win. We were better in the third. We turned the puck over far too much in the first couple. We just couldn't get any no rhythm to our game whatsoever, just batting it around like it was a tennis ball. So once we got to work, we still turned it over a few times, but at least we worked to get it back in the third. That was the difference. Like we got our legs under us. You get, get around pucks a little more. We were opportunistic with some of the chances we had. We had some good chances, and we capitalized on them. And then the third, we got to work a little more. There's the coach. Here's the captain on the victory. Yeah, obviously we kind of held on there for the first 40. Miko did a great job as usual. Um, you know, I thought our young D, uh, you know, Teppel here as well, um, you know, did a good job of stepping in and, and uh, trying to keep the game simple, keep the game in front of them, and um, you know, kind of worked our way through the through the game. And like you said, we, we capitalized on our chances and um, you know, got some timely saves. And from the coach to the captain to the color analyst and host of this show, we bring aboard Bob. Bob Stoffer on his way down to the airport. Uh, Bob, hey man, it didn't look pretty, certainly not in the first 40 minutes last night, but ultimately it counts the same at the end of the day. This team's finding ways to get it done right now. 
which is a sign that they're probably a pretty good uh, team. Brendan, thanks for hosting, and a uh, special uh, shout-out for Kellen for pinch-hitting on the uh, produ- produ- producer's side on short notice as well. Uh, you know what? You were there. You're in the building. You know the game. You know what you saw in the first two periods. I mean, Pittsburgh's an older, more experienced team. they got some guys that have played three or four years of the minors at forward that have worked their way up. And uh, they won a lot of puck battles. They had a lot of scenarios where their players had two hands on their sticks, and the Oilers had some guys that, you know, had pucks uh, stripped off their stick because they only had one hand on their stick. And, um, you know, definitely a learning lesson, I think, for guys like Ryan McLeod and Connor Yamamoto. Um, during the course of that game and, and Nugent Hopkins uh, was a good question asked by Jason Greger about the breakdown on the 1-1 goal but that wasn't the only time that Ryan had a challenge out there but you know what that happens in an 82 game season and the reality is multiple times this year Edmonton's looked far from perfect but they've ended up with the result that they've wanted and so there's teaching opportunities out of that and I just looked to Hyman I don't know about you Brendan but for me last night just the relentlessness of the pursuit of the puck uh, he was rewarded with a couple goals, you know, a little bit unlucky not to have gotten a hat trick. But the Oilers need more of that. And the impact that that guy has had, and when I think of this Pittsburgh versus Edmonton matchup, to me, Hyman's, you know, was a bit of a difference maker last night, the type of player that Edmonton hasn't had in the past. And it allowed the Oilers to overcome these significant injuries and illnesses they're dealing with on defense right now. Well, and let's talk about that because the the dis- distribution of minutes on defense was all out of whack. Tyson Berry, 26-28. Chris Russell playing 26-53. You know, these are monstrous totals for guys that are typically, uh, had been seen on the third pair, in fact, this year. So, obviously, they wanted to lean on the veterans in a game against a veteran team. You had the question post-game about Bouchard. He had the goal and the assist, but might have looked a little bit out of sorts in his own zone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I like Evan a lot. He's got a huge upside. He turned the, against the good teams that forecheck hard. See, the, the, the biggest strength that Evan's got might be the biggest weakness, and that's just the patience with the puck and the control that he plays with. But against teams that can really hard hard press forecheck, which is what Pittsburgh did the other night, last night, and what Vegas did in Vegas, that results in turnovers. What I liked is, yeah, he turned it over in the first and second, but in the third period, he elevated it. And, uh, you know, he jumped up, activated off the rush. And Pittsburgh had – it was a funny, strange game. And you are in the building. You, I mean, you saw it first. And the Penguins would dominate play territorially. And then the Oilers have this player who, frankly, isn't from this planet sit there and just get a sliver of an opportunity. And suddenly – away Edmonton went. I mean, they, they finished off, you know, the, the second Hyman goal and then the Bouchard goal. Those are just off-the-chart plays. But what I liked about Bouchard last night is it didn't go perfect for him and he kept sticking with it. So, right now, he's their third most experienced defenseman on the back end. And he's got huge upside. So, I, frankly, I would have liked to have seen Broberg play more than 13 minutes. I was a little surprised he went from 23 to 13 minutes. I was surprised Laguson played 17. Um, I thought Laguson had a couple tough shifts in the first period. I liked how he responded. as the, it, 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 For me, when he stopped hesitating, that's when he started playing better. So, uh, you know, Brendan, they're 16-5. and five. They beat a team last night with the hottest goaltender in the NHL uh, on a night in which they didn't have four regulars on defense, including three-quarters of their top four. I, you know, I, I'm not being an Oilers apologist here right now. People can say what they want, but 
the only people right now that are down on last night's performance are people that don't like the team because I think the fans are smart enough to understand it wasn't perfect. There's a lot to grow from from this, a lot to learn from. But the reality is, you got the positive result in the end, and it continue. You know, you've won four of the last five, and they've got some significant bodies down, and they keep finding ways to win. And one more thing, I mean, think about the situation involving the goalie right now, Brendan. You know, Mike Smith was supposed to be the team's number one goalie. He's missed the last 18 games, and Edmonton's sitting with a 16-5 and record. It's kind of hard to fathom when you think about it. It really is, and that still seems to be the reason when I listen to, to NHL Network Radio, for example, I mean, that is the hole that everybody still wants to poke in this Oilers team, saying, well, they're not going to go anywhere without goaltending. And listen, you look at the... I know we talk about plus-minus in a different context these days, but Connor McDavid finished last night game plus five Sidney Crosby finished that matchup minus four you know so the defensive responsibility responsibility that McDavid assumed last night and and getting deeper into his own zone and pulling those pucks out and then taking it out himself to lead the two-on-one you know I wonder if this maybe becomes a turning point or maybe at least something the coaching staff can point back to and say hey the way you were playing defensively against Pittsburgh that's what it's going to take to succeed in, in playoff time Well, the other thing, again, I'm going to circle back to Hyman. Connor got to play with Hyman. Like, you know, Dreisaitl was fairly... Dreisaitl's a half-court player, and Pittsburgh was playing a half-court game, and they drilled the Oilers on the cycle, uh, you know, on the four-check. And and that's... If you're coaching against Edmonton, that's how you do it. Like, they got four defensemen out. Of course you're going to hard-press four-check. But McDavid got to play with Hyman last night, and that's a significant advantage that he had over Leon. And, and unfortunately, Yamamoto and the Oilers had a lot of forwards last night that lost a ton of puck battle. It wasn't just the defense that was under duress for times, and I know Dave didn't exactly uh, gregariously just rubber stamp the performance of uh Barry and, and Russell and say, yeah, those guys were awesome. I mean, he basically inferred they had some challenges on the night, but it wasn't just the defense for me. The forwards lost too many battles. They, they didn't win enough battles uh, low in support defensively. And all that being said, that happened, Brendan, and they still won the game. But the guy for me that's the difference between what's happened in the past and the game last night with Pittsburgh was Hyman. They haven't had a guy like that. Like, you know, Maroon didn't win those kind of battles. Lucic didn't win those kind of battles. The first time they went into Pittsburgh, Lucic and Drysaddle were on the line together. They went dash four. You know, Leon was centering his own line that night. And last night, Hyman tilted the ice every time he was on the ice with Connor, and they counterpunched, and that's how they won the game. So, uh, with again for their top 60 out so it's there's lots of opportunity to grow here there's no short-term solutions coming in terms of an outside trade that's not happening in the short term in my opinion they're just gonna you know hopefully they don't get any more injuries or illness or sickness or covid related situations uh that would uh, impact the team and maybe they get some bodies back here in the next week but i i think most fans have to be pretty excited the team's nine and one at home as well Mm -hmm. that's the other thing brendan you win at home that's a good thing and they're winning at home right now all right bob thanks for joining us today safe travels down to seattle hey absolutely that is bob stoffer the regular show host here color analyst of the oilers on the oilers radio network we were right up against the news i apologize kellen kennedy we will step out eileen has your headlines next we are back with color analyst louis debrusque from sportsnet oilers now with bob stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.